Good Friday. What is happening? If you're listening to this on Friday, I hope you guys enjoyed the Thursday night football. I I didn't enjoy it that much. You know, Dearness Johnson, he had a great game. I saw I, Brian picked him up. I know a couple of people, I think Eric tried to get him as well. I got him in the Dynasty League and in the few that I'm in. Uh, and yeah, he was great. It was fun to watch him tear it up. But I don't know. I just felt like there would be more. I thought the Broncos would put more up. Um, overall, I guess the game was enjoyable. I mean, it came down to the last drive. It was, you know, it was at least exciting. I've seen way worse games. I just was shocked that I thought Cleveland would win. I just thought Denver would put up a little better performance overall. And honestly, for from my perspective, the one thing that drove me nuts, and it, I'm going to say it right now, I picked up Tim Patrick probably the first time I think in my life I've ever ha- had Tim Patrick on any fantasy team I've had. But every time it seems like I watch him on a primetime game, at least in the last two years, I don't know, he could be... I don't know if he was drafted last year or if he's been there three. This is his third year. I'm not sure. It's just ever since Judy got there, I love Jerry Judy. And it seems like, other than week one this year, but there seems just like times where you're like, okay, Cortland Sutton was injured almost all of last year. And I thought Judy was going to get, he would have a few games where he had a lot of targets with Drew Locke. But every time I would watch a primetime Bronco game or just a game where, you know, I was watching it against Ray, whoever. Tim Patrick would catch five balls, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Nothing outstanding, right? He wasn't putting up these elite numbers, but he was putting up something where it's like every time, and I'm like, man, stop. You know, Patrick is, for me, I'm like, you're stealing targets from Judy. I want to watch Judy light it up. I want to see him have a, a great game or whatever the case is. And today, you know, I contemplated. I'm like, Christian Kirk, who I've had uh, the last few days from the waiver wire, I just felt like, you know, Kirk, he could go off for 20, or they might not need him against Houston. They have other weapons, or he can go out for nine. And Patrick has had, other than his lowest scoring game was six points, but every game has been 13, 15, and that's what I was looking for. Just give me double digits, something, just a little bit of uh, a spark, because I know I'm not going to get anything from my tight end. And, of course, in Joku, I cannot get a tight end to save me. Uh, got me three points. Yay. And... Patrick did nothing, and he didn't even get a catch until the fourth quarter. And I'm watching it, I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. Do you know how long I waited for games like this where he wouldn't be a factor, and it was like either Cortland Sutton or Judy would get a lot of work, and Judy will be back next week, thank goodness. But it was just funny. I thought that was funny, you know, whatever. I made the choice. I live with it. You die by it. It wasn't a gut choice that I felt was good, but overall rankings too. You know, a lot of times you'll go with your gut. My advice has always been go with your gut over – the advice of the experts, because if you mess up, it's your gut. You made the call. I made the call. Some of the experts had Patrick rated higher than Kirk and some Gainwell, some of my other options. And I was just like, you know what, Saquon Barkley, I'm going to leave him on the bench because he's probably not going to play. He hasn't practiced, so it's not like I'm going to miss him. So I just went, you know what, I'll go with uh, Patrick. He'll probably go get nine points, 12 points. I'll be okay with it. Guy goes away with three. So... That was my frustrating story of the night. But like I said, you go with what you think. Now we will go through matchups, and I will include everything about the Thursday night game. 
starting with, we will start with the first game. Doe winning against Matt, playing for the draft. And this this evening, the Browns' defense was projected to get 24, and they got 18. Not bad. Yeah, I would have thought they would have broke 20. I thought Denver would have put up some more points, but I'm not shocked at home on a short week that they could put up over 20 points, and they got 18. So that is a victory for Elijah. Well, Cortland Sutton did not go off. He did get 11, right? Who did they play last week? Cleveland against uh, the Chargers gave up a lot of receiving yards. The receivers had a pretty good game. And then last week, Cleveland, who did they go against? Was it Kansas City, I believe? No, no, that was Washington. Man, now i got to click. i got to find out who the heck the Browns went against. Arizona, there we go. Ten points last week against Arizona. So they, they went against some Chiefs before that. They went against some good offenses. And at least they got back to getting some solid points. Breaking down quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes against Tennessee or Kyler Murray against Houston. This is a game where is Houston going to score enough to where Kyler Murray's heavily involved? I don't know. I think he could still go out for 25. I'm thinking Murray gets 25. I think at Tennessee, Mahomes is going to be called upon more. So I'm going, even though on the season, Murray is, I think, higher rated than Mahomes. I will take Mahomes this week, just about any week. But there are games where, let's say, Kyler Murray was going against the Rams, the 49ers, even though the Niners did well to stop them, I would, I might pick them. But I'm going with Mahomes. Running backs. Well, Matt obviously hasn't messed with his roster yet. He still has Robinson on there. Now we look at his bench, there's nobody. So he's going to have to go grab someone off the waiver wire and end up playing with a backup. So automatically you're taking Henderson and uh, Mike Davis. Got to go with Mike Davis against Miami and Daryl Henderson against Detroit. I know Jacobs is playing uh, better the last few games, and with Gruden gone we might see him get more involved. Right? They might actually – I wonder if he'll get some more passing work. Maybe not. Drake uh, was – Drake wasn't heavily involved. He just made the most with his opportunities. I still like Elijah's running backs. I might go a little quicker here tonight. Uh, I did finish our video. I did that, a very special Halloween edition. I'll probably do the same type next week because, you know, it's almost Halloween. After that, it'll be done back to our normal. But I hope you guys check that out. Give it a thumbs up if you see it. So at least I know you see it. You don't have to comment, Jacob, like you did last time saying, I'm just here so I don't. So I get credit almost like you don't get fined. But yeah, if you watch it, give a thumbs up. Let me know you saw it. But I'm very tired. I don't know if you could tell my voice. My nose is stuffed up some. Uh, I don't know. I feel fine. Like I can run, do whatever. But I just, my nose, ugh, it's bugging me. And I'm very tired. And I'm going to Knott's Berry Farm. When you're listening to this podcast, I will probably be at Knott's Berry Farm with my grandson, Ethan. We'll be hanging out there for a while. But we won't be there too long because we do have... Football for Samuel Noah, flag football, Friday Night Lights, and we don't want them getting exhausted, right? Can't have that. So we will go probably hang out till 1, 2, somewhere around there before the 3 o'clock. Usually we always get out of there before 3 on the weekdays before the rest of the public gets out of school or work and everything goes from 5-minute waits to an hour-and-a-half wait. So anyways, back to the game. Wide receivers, Chris Godwin, Tampa, A.J. Brown, who looked pretty good last week coming back from injury against Debo Samuel and Robert Woods. That's tough. 
if I had if I this is a dynasty league, I definitely would prefer or even all season, excuse me. I would prefer AJ Brown number one, just because the youth, because of how good he is, the team, Chris Godwin is excellent. But this week, going I would probably rather have Robert Woods and Debo Samuel. And now that's because Woods Woods has gotten better the last two weeks. Thirty three and twelve last week, as opposed to when he was getting, you know, six week three against Tampa. But he's been pretty good, 14. So, yeah, he's not bad. He's wide receiver 26 on the season. Chris Godwin is wide receiver 22. So, in Tampa, that's why I said getting Brady, I didn't think Godwin was going to turn otherworldly. Godwin's still really good. It's not like he got worse. It's just with Brady, he's going to spread it around. His whole career has been about spreading it around. So, everyone gets everyone gets right a piece of the pie as opposed to Godwin and Evans each getting half the pie. And no, everyone else just getting napkins and forks. So, weird analogy. And I, I didn't stop to think about it. <laughs> Go on. I got to feed my cat while I do this. Okay, so receivers. Oh, man. I The name brand goes to Elijah, right? He's got the Sony name brand. But I will take the Vizio this week with Debo Samuel and Robert Woods, right? They're cheaper. And they don't have the big name brand, probably not as good, but they will definitely get me through the weekend if there's a big game on and I want to get a cheaper TV just for that or whatever the situation. I'm, i I got to stop with these stupid analogies. Yeah, I, for this weekend, I'd, pref- I'd feel safer with Debo Samuel and Robert Woods. And, hey, prime time. Got to get Debo Samuel in prime time. I definitely want that. Hawkinson and Henry. Henry actually, didn't he look good last week? Yeah, 10 points, 19 two weeks ago against Houston. He's looking better, and he's he's the number one tight end in that offense. Jonu Smith is not getting anything. Unless he gets a touchdown, he's getting nothing. But I'm still going Hawkinson. Hawkinson, it's right up there. I think I go Kelsey, Waller. I might go Hawkinson. Pitts is the one I'd wish to own if I had Dynasty. I'd want Pitts number one. But in this season, I would go Kelsey, Waller. I would actually go Hawkinson over Kittle, even if Kittle's healthy, because I don't know. It's just he hasn't had any giant breakout game. I know he hasn't had a full season with Jimmy G, but still, yeah. And then maybe Kittle after that. But, yeah, Hawkinson for sure this week. Cooks or Sutton? I'm taking Cooks now that Sutton just got 11. And he's got the better matchup at Arizona. Matthew Stafford, Rondell Moore, as Matt has Big Ben on a bye. He has Josh Allen on a bye. That is always tough, and quarterbacks are very scarce. So Stafford or Rondell Moore? Definitely going, or it's Elijah. I'm sorry, Elijah has two quarterbacks and a bye. As soon as I read that, I'm like, wait, Matt has Matthew Stafford. Definitely taking Stafford over Rondell Moore. When you have that situation and ask Christian, he's had to deal with it. You either have to have your opponent score around 150 or less, or you have to have a couple guys really carry the load for you. Like he would need a 30 point from AJ. Chris Godwin needs 25. Davis would need 15. Daryl Henderson get another 20 plus point game. Kyler Murray going for 50. If he does that, Hawkinson does his thing, then yeah, you can you can make up. You don't need two quarterbacks. Okay, we saw Christian did that last year. Remember, he had Matt Ryan, and then he ran Diggs, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, and I want to say Calvin Ridley. If Ridley was there, it was with Matt or um, Nick. I can't remember. But he had enough elite receivers that he could he could do that, and his team was was good. His team was in contention. Heck, his team went all the way to the championship last year. 
So you don't need two quarterbacks in the, this this league. If we were just running like seven guys, right, not the extra flex and not the defensive player and not the defense, because we've seen defensive players and defense combine for 65 to 70 points. Who needs two quarterbacks when you get that? So there's always ways to make up points. That said, looking at this matchup, Sutton only getting 11 doesn't help. We don't know what else is going to happen. The Browns getting 18 does help. He's got the Patriots who could easily go for 35, almost almost doubling up what the Browns got. If that happens, then yeah, he, he doesn't need two quarterbacks. As we go through all this, we'll see who, oh, Matt just picked up. Picked him up waiver. Devin White off the waiver wire who was dropped by Eric. So he'll have White in there as defense. Simmons I still like if he plays for Arizona. But going through the entire matchup, Elijah's favored 176 to 144 because he did not put White in. If White goes in, that's basically 18 points. He will be at 162 or so. Still, underdogs to Elijah, which is weird. Oh, that's why, because he's got Robinson on the bye. He's got to fill that. So if he finds a solid enough running back, Matt's going to have to find someone, right? You might, I mean, you can, you play the safe one and go for like the guy who's going to get eight to, eight to 10 touches, right? Not Gainwell because he's already on a roster, but someone like that who might go get out, get some catches, you know, Kenyon Drake, someone like that. Or do you go find someone who's, uh, has a possibility to jump in and get all the work if the starter gets hurt. I don't know. Matt will have to figure that out. And looking at this, not knowing the running back situation, I still I still feel like Matt's going to win this. I know his team is better. Well, I don't know. I believe looking at the roster, I believe his team is better. Especially Elijah missing Josh Allen. That's a huge... If Elijah can find a way to win this and get by without having to worry about you know missing Josh Allen and counting that as a loss, then yeah, this would be a big victory. To go over one of the top scoring teams as well, going on this, so looking at Debo, Woods, and Henry, if, if, if you combine the tight ends, I'd rather have Elijah's. Just the receivers this week, I'll take Matt's, but if you give me Godwin, A.J. AJ Brown, and Hawkinson over Henry, Woods, Samuel, that, that's going to be the difference in the game because Cooks can go for 15-20, I don't give a slight advantage. I think the Patriots are going to annihilate the Jets. Rondell Moore can swing too. Can Moore get one of those games where he gets a huge 70-yard touchdown break, which he's very capable of. And like I said, I don't know if you looked up his college highlights. The guy can take over a game if Arizona decides to use him that way. And he needs that. He needs that. Because if not, this is going to be Matt picking up his fourth win of the season, and they would both be tied at 4-3. and three. So, at the end, looking at all this, without knowing Matt's running back, man, the 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 Stafford Stafford's going to have to really destroy Detroit, his old team, and I think he's going to get his chance. If Stafford has the big 35, 40 point game and kind of pulls Henderson away, like they Henderson doesn't get too much work, they kind of share it with uh, Sony Michelle, maybe that would be the difference, and Rondell Moore not having a big game. That's what Matt needs. I don't know if that's going to happen. So to play it safe, I think Elijah might win this week. I think Elijah's good. He's favored. And that would be huge, a huge loss to Matt. To see Matt's team be 3-0 and lose four straight, I would have never guessed that. He easily could have won last week. He was the second highest team in the league. That's what I'm saying. When you lose those weeks, 
you you just say, okay, you know, you chalk it up and you move on. This is a 14-game season now, but these are the weeks where you usually you go, okay, I'll make it up, right? I'll win next week. I'll go out there and score 190 again. Maybe he still does. That's what he needs. He needs a couple guys to just have monster games. And, yeah, I don't know if he could do it. With Looking at, looking at both rosters, I feel safer with uh, Elijah's running backs, Elijah's receivers, with his tight end. And the Patriots' defense, yeah, I feel that is really key. And do we know for sure Debo Samuel is going to continue to just be this dominant force? I don't know. So looking at that, yeah, slight edge to Elijah. Sleeper has him more than that because Matt has two guys out. He will fix that. But slight edge to Elijah. And we talked about the keys Matt needs to win that game. Okay, that was way too long. 16 minutes. Now, I know I talked about the Thursday night game as well a little bit. Yeah, I just, I don't know. The Thursday night game, yeah, I'm not going to waste time talking about that. Good game. It's over. Aaron Rodgers or Carr. We got Eric, 157 projected over Mario at 138. These are the games that we see the Chargers lose. These are the games we see the Angels lose. The teams where you play to your competition. In fantasy, we don't you can't really do that, but you can have a string of bad luck. And at times Eric has had bad luck where he will beat the higher teams. We've seen him win last week over Dino Dan, and now you don't want to come in and lose this. Who does he I don't know. Let me check his team. He doesn't have Jeff, Justin Jefferson on a bye. That does hurt. Nope, stay away from here. Keeping the cat away. I don't want him to do anything to this wire. Oh, he's shaking the table. Get your food here. Here you go. It's Otani. Okay, so anyways, this is a game he's missing. Justin Jefferson, but he's got every, and not counting injuries. The defenses, they're going heads up. We got Tannehill against Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is the kind of guy that where he will go off for 40. Look at him. Seven, he, he goes 23, not bad. 31, then 17, then 42, then 5 because of the concussion. He only played less than half the game. Then last week, I know the Rams forced a lot, but 8. So he's at home against Carolina. I thought they had to go on the road. Yeah, they're home against Carolina. I could have swore it was in Carolina. But either way... I'm taking Ryan Tannehill. I think Daniel Jones will play fine because, like I said, that's how he is, and it drives you nuts. But he I don't think he's the Giants' future quarterback. I don't think he's that great. But fantasy-wise, he's decent at times. Tannehill coming off a pretty big game at home against Kansas City Sunday. I am taking Tannehill. I'm sorry I started at the super flex position below. Let's get to the top. Derek Carr, who's been incredible against Philly. Or Aaron Rodgers going against Washington. Shoot. Let's see. Carr is QB 14 on the season, while Aaron Rodgers is QB 13. And Rodgers has an easier matchup on paper, right? If we would have started the season right now, I'd say, oh, Philly D. This is week one. I'd say Philly's D. They're not that good. Carr's going to light them up, you know, in Vegas, while Aaron Rodgers at home, but still against Washington's great defense. Now, Chase Young can still make plays. They still have a solid roster, but they're they're playing terrible. So based on that, I will slightly give the edge to Rodgers, slightly. Because like I said, they're QB 13-14. They're neck and neck. Rodgers, of course, is a better quarterback, in my opinion. 
and we'll see what Carr can do. We'll see what Carr can do this week. He's going to have to step up big to help Mario. Gaskins, and we just talked about him on the Come On Man segment on a video we did. He's got to do better. You know, they only gave him two carries, but it wasn't he wasn't getting it done. Neither The other running backs, Ahmad and Brown, they came in, at least they did something with what they got. Gaskins didn't do much, but he wasn't involved in the pass game either. It was really weird. That said, Gio Bernard, Kenyon Drake against A.J. Dillon and Gaskins. I don't love any of them, but A.J. Dillon's been playing better recently, and I think Gaskins do for a bounce-back game. I will take Eric's running backs. Wide receivers, Tyree Kill, Amon St. Brown, or Mooney and Anderson. Mr. Anderson dropped like everything other than the game-tying touchdown last week, which was very frustrating for anyone who owns Sam Bradford in fantasy. Mooney has been pretty decent. He's going against a bad Tampa corner defense, you know, secondary. We'll see. Is it him? Does he get it? He had 15 points last week. Is it Allen Robinson? I'm not sure who will get the most. He is injured. He did have limited practice yesterday. But I'm going to go with Tyree Kill. I think Tyree Kill can outscore all three of them combined. Hill against Tennessee, he might go for two touchdowns. He might go for 45, while St. Brown, Mooney, and Anderson can all combine for 30 at some point, whatever the case may be. So I'm going Eric's receivers. Tight end, because Pitts has only done it once. I mean, he's been good. Don't get me wrong. He's been good. I mean, he's tight end 10. He had 12 points. And then he had 32 against the Jets before the bye. Looks like maybe it's clicking. He's finally figuring out. Calvin really will be back. Russell Gage will be back. Extra targets, but that also means defense has to focus on other guys. I think Pitts is still solid. But Kaseki's tight end 8. So for this week, and they're both playing each other, for this week, I would prefer Kaseki. Oh, man, I don't even know. Honestly, if you said right now they're both on the waiver wire and I can grab one to play this week and then I had to drop them, I would still go Pitts. Honestly, I was going to say Gusecki because he's he's been more consistent and he's also not had a bye week yet while Pitt's rating kind of dropped some because of the bye week. I believe he was tight end eight before the bye week. I would go Pitts. I still, every week I'm going to play him if I have him just in the fact that he can go off for 31 like he did last week. Higgins or Renfro. Renfro has played much better. I think he's rated higher now just because Higgins has been out injured. I will take Higgins. We already covered Tannehill over Jones. Yeah, going through the matchups at the end, Eric is favored by only 21. I think he's going to end up scoring more than that. I think the final this one, I don't know if he's going to go for 200, right? I could be wrong. We've seen the weeks where it's like, okay, I think he'll go for 170, and they both go for 200. But I think this is a week where Eric doesn't need to go over 200. You know, he might break 170, 180, while Mario goes for probably 150 or 140, somewhere in that range. But I think Eric wins this one. He's just heavily favored, and Mario's team is kind of depleted. Eric is through injuries, but he still has the depth to fill in why Mario, with some trades, is missing guys and does not. All right, let's get to our next game. We got, oh my gosh. Hold on, give me one second. I'll keep talking. Trying to finish this. Let's get to Nick against Christian. Bench warmers against Nick Rotherham. Hi. Go get it, Bade. My other cat, Bader. So, Christian has won four straight, right? Nick has lost one. 
not two. He was four and one, lost last week in a very good game against Austin. And no shame in that, like I said. He played well enough to win, and he came in with a loss, only a second of the season. Christian is a seven-point favorite right now. Let's break down why. If Nick has anyone that is, nope, he's, oh yeah, he's got Kendricks on a bye, so he's missing his defensive player. That's what I was going to say. I wanted to see what a situation like Matt, where he didn't play everyone, set the roster yet. Let's get to the quarterbacks. Tua against Vegas, or Tua against Atlanta, or Hurts against Vegas, right? He's got the two former Bama quarterbacks, both of them um, playing a big part in the championships in Alabama. <sighs> this week, I would feel safer week in, week out with Hurts, just with his rushing ability and how well he could play. And Bridgewater, I think he broke for 20 against the Raiders, so I don't see why Hurts couldn't go for over 25, if not more. Tua, Atlanta has played well at times against quarterbacks, and he did he did have a good game against the Jags. I want to see it. I like Tua against Atlanta. I think both of them go for 20, but I think Hurts does go for a little bit more because of his bigger rushing ability. I'll take Hurts. Carter Williams. This is huge. Like we said, this is what helps when you can pick up a guy at the right time, or he already had him, and CEH went down. That sucked for Nick, but that's a huge bonus to help Christian in the one weak spot he has, which was running backs. Carter against New England and Daryl Williams or Fournette and Damian Harris. I'm taking Nick's running backs just in the fact that Fournette has been playing outstanding and appears to be the lead guy there. He's an RB1. He's number 11 overall in the season. And Harris is 30, but he can play really well against bad teams. He had 23 against a good Cowboy team. And then he also had 13 against the Jets last time. And now he's going to be taking on the Jets again at home. I think if he's healthy, I think he does better. I like Nick's running backs this week. Evans and Waddle against Hopkins or Chase. The good news here is if Tua has a great game, it could be with Kaseki, could be with other guys, could be Gaskins. Odds are Waddle will play a part in that, and Nick has him. Like we said, Nick's got guys probably on bye weeks. Yeah, Mike Williams, he's got that's a great piece. See what I'm saying? Some teams would start Waddle. Like if they had him, if you would start Waddle as one of your flex or receivers, when you have this much depth, you're allowed to just go, hey, I got two guys on a bye week and plug them in. Excellent play. I really like the Waddle addition. Evans and Waddle against Hopkins and Chase. That said, even with Evans, I know, hey, he had a bad game. He'll bounce back. He's had multiple games in a row in the past that are bad where he can disappear because Brady likes to spread it around and doesn't need you to win. Hopkins and Jamar Chase, I like both of them better. If I had, if you, this was a dynasty or a, for full length, I'm still going Chase and Hopkins. But this week, I'm still definitely going Chase and Hopkins. Just barely. I think Waddle against Atlanta will have a strong game. Uh, but I just think that Christian's receivers are better there. Tight end, Zach Ertz, we'll see. You know, Darren Waller, every week I go Darren Waller, Darren Waller, Darren Waller. He's only had one great game. We'll see if he can finally get one going against Philly this week. Zach Ertz, he's got to get a feel for the offense. You know, he can't just jump right in there and know everything. I still think if he goes out and gets 40% of the work, the snaps, he might be able to stay close with Waller, but I will take Waller in this. Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, I'm going to say that's a push because Ridley, most of the time I'd prefer to own him. He's a better player overall, but Moore has been playing just outstanding. 
Although last week, didn't he kind of come back down to earth? Let's check his stats. 11 points. Yeah, I mean, 11 points is back down to earth. He had 12, then he had 40, and then 26. So, yeah, he's wide receiver 10. Ridley's going to be lower, uh, higher because, higher back, he's 47 because of injuries, right? Or actually, yeah, he missed just one game and the bye week. So you got to remember that both. Because you go 47, how? He had 10, 19, 14, 15. Nothing great. He only broke. He never even broke 20 once, right? It didn't look great. But in that, he had eight targets, 10 targets, 11 and 11. That's a boatload of targets. And just like Najee Harris, that's how you win the games. You've got to get the, the volume. And that's one thing Ridley's going to get in Atlanta. So I think that uh, Ridley will go for double-digit targets, and he will have a much better game this week coming back, having the week off, not going to London, and having the bye week. He's he's much better than his overall ranking. But I still think it's a push. I think both of them can go for 20. Miko Hardman or Tom Brady, that's where it gets tough for Christian because of his quarterback being on IR. And he has Eckler, Sanders, Chenault, so many guys on a bye. While Nick has Zeke Elliott, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson. That, I mean, like I said, those are that's three starters on a bye right there. Yet he's still got Mark Andrews. He's got Rashad Bateman, Lamar Jackson, all on his bench. He's got three of them on his bench. Why? Because you have Jalen Hurts against the Raiders, and you've got Tom Brady, who he just traded for. You cannot bench Brady when he's the top quarterback, I believe. Let me check. Is he not? No, number three overall. Yeah, you can't. The riches this guy has, the spoiled little brat that this guy is now that he has all this. No offense, Nick. Just kidding. But yeah, I'm going with Brady, and that could be the game. That's why when I look at this and I see Christian favored, just because uh, Nick hasn't put his defensive player in yet, I still don't see how he's not going to score more than that with Brady. I think Brady, Jalen Hurts, those guys can totally outscore Tua and Miko Hardman by, gosh, I want to say 40, 35, 40. If that happens, man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a massive upset. He's going to need Hopkins, Chase, Ridley, Damian Williams to all go for 25 or more to really pick up the slack and then see if the Saints and Roquan Smith can have good games, which is possible they could. But that's the only way I could see Nick win, or Christian winning that. Going through the entire team, he's going to need Walt, Evans and Wallens, uh, Waddle to have bad games. Evans and Waddle just have stinkers. Then maybe he can overcome Brady's big or the or Brady not play well. It's hard to see that. Because Chicago's defense is good, but on the road in Tampa, I don't know. I like them. So going through that overall, I would take Nick to win this. So far we got Elijah projected to win, Eric, and Nick. So far the only one I've gone against what sleepers projecting is Nick. And my gosh, it's 139. i got to get to sleep. Let's see. I'm going to talk about the other two games quick. I'm not even going to talk about me and Jacob because I don't even know Jacob listens half the time. I know he does our video show. Well, he must have because he did respond in what I said on this. But my our game, it's tough. I'll just go our mine real quick. He's got Zach Wilson, tough against New England, or Matt Ryan. I'll take Matt Ryan. Henry and Kamara, of course, against Connor and Mixon. If Connor and Mixon outscore Henry and Kamara, which they did, I think, week one, if you combined them, one of the weeks, uh, he's definitely going to win this game because Tim Patrick and Njoku did nothing. So Ayuk and Ingram, if they both go for 15-15, that's 30-6. to, to six. That's a huge adv uh, advantage in his place. But he's got Taysom Hill, no other real quarterbacks because lucky for me, Herbert's on a bye. Now I know I lose Keenan Allen, but I will more than happy trade losing Keenan Allen 
who I probably was not die hard to play over just for him to lose Justin Herbert. So Zach Wilson, Taysom Hill over Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan, and the fact that Henry, Kamara, and Devontae Adams are on Matthew Barry's top three, like if you go flex spots from 1 to 100, his first three choices are Henry, Kamara, and Adams. So when you have three of those guys for this week, not for the season, but for this week, I, I might be able to get by with having Patrick and Njoku having bad games. But Jacob to win this is going to need some big-time performances. He's going to need Zach to light up New England. He's going to. He's going to need Connor to go for 15. Mixon to do what he does. Allen Robinson, get involved more. You know, the, the Bears got to let Justin Fields throw and get him more. Callaway, he could have a big game on this the Monday night game. It'll be decided then. I have one, two, three guys on Monday night football while he has one. I think that's all he has. So we'll find out. But as of now, yeah, it's a big 176 to 131. It's the biggest advantage for any team based on projection. But Jacob knows that. You know, he's making trades If as we go through his team. He's got two first-round picks, two third-round picks, two fifth-round picks, and a fourth, and he's looking for more. So, and you know, he's looking for more. I don't know if he'll trade him because Kittle is a free agent. So he's got Kittle. He's got Cam Akers one more year, right? Cam Akers will be back. He missed this year, but he'll be back. And then he's got ETN. So he's got two running backs. He's got a tight end. He's got a Kadarius Toney. We'll see if Trey Sermon ever takes off. He's got Herbert for the next two years. So he's got weapons, and he's got some space will free up at the end of the season, and he's accumulating draft picks. So at this stage, I know it's great to play spoiler. Sometimes you want to – I'm sure Jacob would love to beat me just to stick it to me. You know, it's always good to beat beat players, you know, especially a guy who's 5-1. and one. The last – Regular season game I lost last year. My only one was week one to Jacob, and then I ran 12 straight. You know, And that was a close one, 200 to 180. It was a very close game. So you know, for him to say, hey, I beat you two in a row, you've only lost three times in the last two years, and I beat you in two of those, that's a big deal. That's good bragging rights. So Because that ain't luck when you do it that many times. That's it for that, that series. We will get to Austin and against Brian. Right now, Brian is 169 to one. Austin is favored by one point. Now, the fact that Dearness Johnson had that huge 31-point game is gigantic. Bridgewater having 16 helps, but I could see Burrow going for 16 to 20. I expect him to get more, right? He's projected to get 21, but I could see him struggling on the road at Baltimore. We'll see. Noah Font, not not his best night, eight points. Still almost triple what uh, I get with my tight end. I'll take it, but still, Noah Font, eight points. We'll see. The battle of the linebackers. Perriman has been elite throughout the season, right? Listen to these. 20, 20, 24, 22, 24, 23. Sign me up all day for that. Darius Leonard, now he is injured, but he's got 9, 11, 13, 18. His first four weeks, he didn't even break 20. Then he had 26 and 20. So a little disappointment for a guy who was kept under contract. You expect a little more. Bengals and Bucks. I like the Bucks defense more just in the fact that they're going against Justin Fields and they're at home. Mac Jones, DeAndre Swift. Mac Jones against the Jets, who's played well. Jets have played pretty well. I still got to think, yeah, I still take DeAndre Swift, who I, who I liked almost all season, right? He had 25 week one, 24 week three, 23 week five. He's really good on the, the, the odd weeks, right? Because when he's even, it's 
11, 8, and 17. Well, it's an odd week, and he's playing the Rams, and the Rams have given up points to running backs. So I'm thinking Swift has a 20-point game. Can Mac Jones get 20 points against the Jets, who have been solid? They've been solid against quarterbacks. I'll say push. You know, right now, because if they were both on the, the waiver wire and I needed someone to start in that spot, the flex, and I had to play one of them, I would be tough. I might eventually think about it, and I might. The safer play is Mac Jones because he's going to touch the ball way more. But the more explosive players, DeAndre Swift, who, yeah, I might lean towards DeAndre Swift. Kelsey, Azuma, I'm going Kelsey. Azuma, we'll see what he can do. Jacoby Myers. And Michael Pittman, remember Pittman and Myers, the law firm, against McLaurin and Devonta Smith. McLaurin, if he's healthy, right, if he could stay healthy, he was limited in Thursday's practice. If he can get out there, I like them more than Pittman and Myers. But if McLaurin is half the time playing or snap count, I will take. I feel safer with Myers over Smith, big time. And Pittman can be just as explosive as McLaurin if used properly. And then running backs, I easily, we know that. I would go Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor all day. Would I do that now that I've already seen Dearness Johnson go for 31 and Chuba Hubbard going against the Giants as the starter? Hubbard's going to probably get 18 to 20, so that you're looking at most likely 50 points combined. Can Taylor and Jones, yeah, they can They can go for 60. So right now what's in front of me, I'm still going to, I'm going to take Austin's running backs. And I'm going to say that that could be the difference. Burrow. And if Austin's running backs combine for more than Brian's running backs, that means both of them had really good days, or one had an insane day and one had an okay game to overcome Dearness Johnson's big night. McLaurin and Smith, if they play, could still be a huge Kelsey, that could be the difference too. Kelsey over Azuma. Kelsey goes for 20. Azuma goes for 3. Huge play right there. Yeah, this one's tough. I know Austin's favored, but this would be a this would be one where Brian finally gets one by. And this is not like with Mario where he finally got a win. Mario has scored over 170 three different times, so he could have three wins. But he's lost in those by just his opponent having great games. I don't think this is one of those situations where if Austin loses, it's, oh, Brian finally snuck one by. You know, he got two wins. He finally, you know, he scored 140 to 130 and Austin lost. No, no, no. This would be where Brian does break 168, 172. And Austin scores 168, 165, something like that, just a tad under. So looking at that, looking at the, man, I, it's so tough because when you go against Austin too, I didn't go against him every week. There's been times I think he's going to win, but he's 5-1, and one, and he is just winning, baby. Running backs, Shepard, is certainly Shepard going to score more than Noah Fant? I would think so at this point. Wisely, he didn't play Beckham. You know, Beckham only had four points. There's no Najee Harris, who's been a, a top back for him all year. I just keep stalling. He's already got 57. I'm going to say Austin wins this because Burrow can can even go for 30 while Bridgewater's done. I still like Austin's running backs. I think Pittman and Myers can do enough to where Devonta Smith at times disappears. I know he's a rookie, but, I mean, he'll have very bad games, and that could easily happen against Vegas this week. And then Pittman and Myers, they just got to each go for 15, and they'll outscore his receivers. Shepard, Kelsey will have a big game. And then I think the the Bucks D will make the difference. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with Austin, even though Ryan is so close right there. 
And what time is it? Oh, my gosh. Okay. And our final game, Dynamite going against Bishop Sycamore. In the video, I talked about how crazy it is that Bishop Sycamore is 1-5. Him and Brian, I mean, all anyone who's 2-4 and four or less, you have talented players, but like I don't, I'm not shocked when I rated Mario's team, right? That I thought that he wouldn't be that high. I didn't think he'd be one in five, but not shocked. Steve's team wasn't ranked ranked that high, but how well he did week one, how well he did week two when he had the game in the bag over Austin, and overtime brought Austin back, and he loses that when he could have started two and zero, and you know it 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 week three he. Forgot to switch someone out, but had he been 2-0, you might have been thinking undefeated. Maybe he wouldn't have let something slip by. You wouldn't forget it. So one play here and there, and it could change your whole season. Dino Dan, 157 to 96 rated. Let's see. Does he have anyone out? He has CeeDee Lamb on a bye. He hasn't picked that. The Bills and Bosa on bye, so he's got to pick that as well. But he's got no Cousins, no Thielen through the trade. A.J. Green can play. Gronk, we'll see. The Cardinals, he might get those. But he picked up Miles Garrett, right? Like, and then he didn't put him in. Miles Garrett had nine points, so it's not like he's missing a bunch. But if you pick up Miles Garrett, now you can't cut him, and you didn't play him. So Steve's really in trouble. That alone makes me go, he might be, you know, look, he already made a trade, right? He already got first round pick, but he might be going, ah. But we want to at least put a, a, a competitive team. At no time do I want us to leave guys, you know, oh, you know what, I'm going to put in this guy and. I'm going to pick up this guy, and then, oh, well, I forgot. Let's try to put the best team we can forward. I don't mind. I don't mind if you trade all your talent and you're just your whole roster is waiver wire. Then they better be the highest-rated waiver wire guys you can get, right? We want to see some competition because Steve should score more than 150 each week. Jimmy G, Sam Darnold, I'm going Sam Darnold and the fact that Jimmy G, I think, will have a good game. He doesn't have to have a great game. He's got good running backs. He's got a good defense. Sam Darnold is going to be called upon against the, the Giants. He's back in his old stadium, even though it's a different New York team. I like Darnold more. Excuse me. Last yawn, I promise. Okay, McKissick or Miles Sanders. I don't love Miles Sanders. Maybe he finally breaks out. But Gordon got double digits, 11 points. I'm happy with that. I think Patterson has a, a big game again. He's Patterson is like, what is he? Oh, my phone scrolled over. Come on. Go back. Patterson is running back 10, and that's with a bye week. He's probably wide receiver 5, too. I don't know. He's been great. Yeah, I will take Dinos running backs over Steve's. Receivers, Hollywood Brown or Cooper Cup against Antonio Brown and whoever he puts in. Let's say Julio Jones because he's got to pop Lamb out on the bye week. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who he plays off his bench. I'm going with Cup, I believe, who is the number one receiver. Yep, fifth overall number one receiver. Hollywood Brown, Dino Dan, right there, victory there. Jonah Smith, Robert Tunyon. I'm taking Tunyon, who still is touchdown dependent, but I think we'll have a better game than Jonah Smith. Julio Jones, he might have to switch into his other receiver spot. Chase Edmonds. Dino finally, after the trade, gets a little Chase Edmonds action, although he hasn't missed much. The last two games he had three and eight points. But I think against Houston, he'll be called on to do better. Keenum, 14. I'll take that over what Justin Fields. Fields might go for 16. You know, maybe he'll get a rushing town this time and almost break 20. But I still think Fields has a long way to go watching him play and until the Bears' offense fully unloads for him and trusts him. 
and I have no idea what this team's going to do for defense. I love Luke Wilson and the Panthers' D against at the Giants. I think they'll do enough plays on Daniel Jones to make it worth Dino's wild. 23 points. I think easily Giants can get 23 points. So breaking it all down, definitely Dino should get the victory here. We'll see. Steve's going to have to make a few changes and adjustments to his roster. Even so, unless he makes a trade to get better players, there's nothing on the waiver wire that's going to make me change my mind and think Dino's not going to win this victory. So we go through it again. Uh, I got Dino winning. I got Austin winning. I have Nick winning, even though Christian is slightly ahead right now. I have Eric winning over Mario. And I have one of the tightest games besides Nick and Christian is Elijah over Matt. I have, I believe, now who did I have winning that one? I had Nick winning that one. I think I had Elijah winning that one. See, I, have to, I forgot. You'll have to remind me. But I think I had Elijah winning that one as well. So those are the games we talked about Thursday night. Uh, go watch the video. I hope you enjoy it. I am exhausted, and I need to get to sleep. I wanted to be done with this in 20 minutes. I knew I couldn't. 45 minutes. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys have a fun Friday, a safe Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Eric, if you're listening, I will see you Saturday, I think. Barring everything going fine with your kids and nothing else happened, I'll see you Saturday. Dino and Austin, I will see you tonight. And everyone else, I hope to see you again real soon. Talk to you later. Peace.